And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. It was very good. It was very good. And behold... Seven Days Podcast listeners, we are back. Welcome. Welcome. We are back. Welcome we are... back, or welcome for the first time. If this yes. is your first time, welcome. Thank this you for will, being here. This will be the first time of many. I can believe it. I'm just putting that <laughs> out there in faith, you know. Uh, we have we have a bit of a special guest, Shush. We do. It's very exciting. And uh, look, coming in all the way from the tropical destination of everyone's choice i would say it's tropical right uh look we'll figure that out but <laughs> let's get to it i am dan i'm shush and today we have fulton hawk from hawaii yes yes, yes! Aloha. Wait, wait, can I just real quick real quick you said it was a bit of a special guest what do you have to to be a real special guest instead of just a bit special <laughs> yeah look we'll cover that <laughs> He's later kind of a special guest yeah 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 <laughs> He shows elements of a special guest. There we go. Not a, not a whole and complete special guest. Fulton, aloha. You are from Hawaii. Well, you're in yes, Hawaii. Yes, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it's um, good to finally see how this, this show works. Yeah. All the, it's like behind the curtain now. I'm just... Yeah, you're, you're seeing how the sausages are made now, aren't you? The scales are I mean... off my eyes. The magic is over. <laughs> You the can't magic is over. Yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, Fulton, thank you for coming. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, look, I, it's, it's hard to get into your country right now. Um, You're here. It's nice, to, it's, but <laughs> yet I'm here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the first thing we like to do with every single guest is run through a quick five questions. It's called the Fast Five. And this is just basically silly questions with probably silly answers, but it helps people get to kind of know who you are, right? So, okay. are you willing to participate? No. Great. Is that the first question? <laughs> yeah, that's first the first question. question. Is no. <laughs> Great. Let's do the fast five. It's a fast five. It's a fast five. It's a fast five. It's a fast five. It's a... Now, Fulton, we have a bit of an existing relationship. Uh, yes. I, I, I know you somewhat Strained, well. strained. A strained relationship. We used to be close, but <laughs> yeah. something happened. It's okay. We'll, yes. We'll, uh, my question to you is, knowing that you're a comedian fan or a comedy fan, who is your favourite comedian of all time? My favorite comedian of all time would probably be um, Norm Macdonald, who recently passed away. But he was, um, for stand-up, it would probably be him. And then um, I would like to say maybe Jerry Seinfeld or actually Eddie Murphy when he did stand-up. A lot of your listeners are probably too young to know that, that he did stand-up before he did really bad movies. <laughs> but he was, he was really, really good. But yes. not clean, so uh, this is not an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good, very good. Okay, my, the second question is, what dance move are you secretly awesome at? The worm. The worm. 
That's a I lie. Mean, I can't do the work. Secretly, I would want to be able to do a dance move. How about that? Like, if I could secret, <laughs> okay. if I could do a dance move, I would want to be able to do the worm. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll take that. We'll take that. All right. My question is, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what is it? Uh, I would probably pick either, like, Lebanese food or um, Mexican food. Ooh, for life so right yeah i could eat i could eat nachos every day for my life and be pretty happy <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure okay um your friend goes hey fulton let's go do something fun what are you gonna if you oh. could pick a fun activity what is it gonna be right now it probably i know this is gonna sound really lame but going to a movie is super rare now yeah. and i really miss going to a movie like, yep. first of all, I had young kids for a long time, and that's kind of God's way of telling you you can go to the movies. <laughs> like, you just have to stay home. And now I can go to movies, but, like, it's a it's a hassle to get, get to a movie. They just, mm-hmm. they open them, they shut them, they stream mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it would be fun to go to a movie again. Yeah. Have a gigantic American-sized soft drink and some, <laughs> some red vines. Yeah. All right, and we have a very special question from... A community listener. So, oh. so this was this was sent in. Hi, I have been an avid listener for seven days. Listener. We have an avid listener for seven <laughs> days. If you weren't doing the job you were currently doing, what would you do for a job? Oh. That is a good question because I am basically unemployable. <laughs> So I that is a good question. Wherever they would hire me, I, I think would be the. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know what I'd do. I've done, been doing this for so long, and um, I really don't know. Um, I, I probably would be a professional athlete. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 That's obvious. Yes. That's obvious. I still have some eligibility left for college sports as well. I'd probably start there. <laughs> Get drafted. Well, look, that was a great question sent in by Sarah. So thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Woohoo! You well, made it. There you it. go. The fast, fast five over. over. It's a fast five. It's a fast five. Fulton, we like to start uh, when we chat to our guests by asking a bit about your background. So, I guess, how did you get? What do you do now? And how did you get to where you are? Uh, both, I guess in life generally and also kind of spiritually like when did you come to know jesus just a just a so just a so just an overview of (laughs) how i came to jesus how i got to my (laughs) my career you know just all those things just a just of a snapshot of how you got to where you are today yeah 43 years old if you could give me a snapshot yes Uh, well as far as knowing jesus um i grew up in a in a Christian home, so I knew about him for a long time. My parents are Salvation Army officers, um, but I would say that my like a legit relationship with Jesus, like when I started personalizing it, making it my like like not just going through the motions, was probably last week. I started that. No, no, it was no, no it was uh, it was right after uh, probably dropping out of college. I uh, I I. I was me and Kanye, the college dropout. Um, that's probably when I started really start, started to, to to make my relationship 
with Christ my own, like they said, man, what I'm doing isn't working. Um, it has never worked. And, um, I want what you want for me. And it's been a, it's been a process ever since then. Um, and still in that process every day I, I find I need Jesus more and more. It's not like one of those relationships where it's like, Oh, I think I got it now, Jesus. It's like the more, the more time I spend with him, the more I, I'm so desperately aware how much I need him. Yeah. Um, as far as my, my work, um, like, like, like you guys said, I, I live in Hawaii. I get to live on the North Shore of Hawaii. Um, I live at a Salvation Army camp called Camp Homolani. And I'm part of the leadership here, team here for Camp Homolani and for uh, a discipleship program called Revolution Hawaii, which is a year-long discipleship program for young adults ages 18 to 29 um, who are looking for kind of a gap year kind of experience or like if they're getting out of high school and going to college or in between majors, um, it's it's like a, a, a very good foundation for whatever it is in life you're going to be doing next. You know, you spend time living in Christian community, serving the least, the last, and the lost, um, going through your Bible. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's pretty intense, but but it's amazing. And so I get to do that now. It's I don't know. I've been but I've been doing youth ministry and media stuff for the last twenty years um, for the Salvation Army in general and and other things yeah cool i don't know that sounds i don't know if that's <laughs> no that's perfect so from that uh let's let's start back a little bit and then we'll come into where you are now but you okay. mentioned that you were involved in youth ministry and media right mm-hmm. yeah now yeah. something that i know that you spearheaded was kind of this like merchandising campaign like wardrobe right mm-hmm which mm-hmm. which yeah. would you classify that as a media outlet? Can you what is wardrobe first and foremost? Because a lot of our listeners won't know. So you you say what that is, and then we'll go into it. Okay, so for like I said, I grew up in the Salvation Army, and when I first got a job in the territorial headquarters um, for youth, um, we outsourced every type of media. If we were going to get something done in print, if we were going to do a web page, we were going to make a video. Everything was outsourced to different companies, right? And um, and so I just started trying my hand at that. Also, as, as, as being someone growing up in the Salvation Army, at every event I ever went to, we would get a shirt. We'd get a T-shirt, right? The Salvation, they'd say, oh, we're having a camp. We're having, uh, here's a T-shirt. And the thing is, the T-shirts were really terrible. And so, like, the Salvation Army would pay money, produce this T-shirt. They'd give it out for free. And then it would end up back at the Salvation Army thrift store. It was like the circle of life, mm. you know, for all these shirts, you know. And that's me growing up and stuff. And um, as I started getting my hand to design, which was my, my background, um, uh, I started doing this more design work and we started making stuff that people actually wanted. Um, and when I say that, I don't, I'm not saying that flippantly, like instead of just asking some company to, to make something random for us, it was something maybe that made a little more sense for the Salvation Army. It would be something that I would want to wear. Yeah. And so over this time, um, doing a couple of t-shirts, we went from, you know, at events, giving shirts away to charging for shirts, but not not just to make money, but we'd have it go towards something. So you went from giving a, a, a $15 promo product away to charging $20 for a product that somebody wants to wear, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of changing the, the thought process behind what we do. But um, in that, I started um, meeting other designers and stuff from actually around the world um, who had done stuff for Quicksilver, Nike, 
um, the Super Bowl, the NFL. And what I would do is I would I would ask them, hey, say, hey, do you want to design a Salvation Army t-shirt, a shirt for the Salvation Army? And they'd be like, well, why would I want to do that? <laughs> you know, why would I want to design a shirt for the Salvation Army? And and I said, well, it could go to help, you know, something that we do. And they would say, well, what does the Salvation Army do? A lot of them would, wouldn't know. You know, some of them, you know, are atheists. But most people, especially in the States, have no idea what the Salvation Army does. They think maybe just thrift store, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'd be like, what's the Salvation Army do? And one of the cool things is, is when talking with these artists, I, because the Salvation Army is so big and broad, um, I would be able to say like, hey, w- what is it you're passionate about? You know, are you passionate about kids? Are you passionate about adults or the elderly? Are you want to do something that's focused in our country? Or is it something in another country? Is it drug rehab? Is it human trafficking? Mm. Is it an AIDS hospital in, in, in Africa? I promise you, whatever it is, social justice thing, the Salvation Army is already doing it. And so whatever it is you're passionate about, let's make a shirt and a hundred percent of the proceeds will go towards that. Yeah, right. Cool. And so they would they would do that. They design the shirt. Um, their name would be on the inside. That was no one ever. There was no payment for anything. All I would do is put their name in the inside of a shirt. Mm-hmm. So it'd say like, you know, uh, Matt Stevens for wardrobe or whoever the artist was. And then we would sell those shirts and then we'd raise a lot of money for um, different different things, you know. A lot of times, like, the one that was really big was, I mean, it's so long ago now, but um, when that's, when the tsunami hit Japan, um, the very next day, so I, I, I emailed all the artists who had been doing helping and said, hey, this just happened. Does anybody want to take a stab at doing a design to help relief for this? And then we had a shirt up for sale the next day. Um, and it was, like, featured on MTV and some a couple of magazines and stuff, but we sold a yeah, gazillion wow. of them. Wow. But it was just, I mean, again, it... it that's just all got like uh it was just awesome that these people would would share their time and talents and it was mm. a, it was the biggest thing for me was uh, it was awesome to get and build relationships with these guys but um as much money as the that we raised for wardrobe um I would say that that's very minor because the Salvation Army really doesn't have a hard time raising money you know um I think we raised with those shirts I think we maybe raised um close to a hundred thousand dollars right which is a lot for t-shirt sales, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but the Salvation Army, you know, they, they, people donate to the Salvation Army all the time. What was really cool is, is just the word of mouth that would spread, right? So like you have people who are not part of the Salvation Army, not Christian, and they're buying a shirt, you know, a Salvation Army shirt, and they're telling other people like, oh yeah, this shirt goes to help the Salvation Army's work in Japan, or the Salvation Army's work in Haiti, you know, and you have these guys, you know, tweeting about it and stuff like that, and then that part's priceless. That was where yeah. the, the real good part of wardrobe was, you know, is that people were understanding more of what the Salvation Army was about. Mm. That's but then it was, it was sick and it was supposed to go into Macy's. We had a, a deal, wow. but um, sometimes in the, the Salvation Army with the red tape and stuff, things get held up and it just got held up forever. And, and I just got tired of waiting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... It seemed yeah. like there was always yeah. something to, to fight. Still, though, that's amazing. I love yeah. that transformation of like, oh, here's a shirt that you'll wear once and then never wear right. again to people being like, I actually really want to buy this and wear this and I'm telling my friends about it and it's going towards um, essentially, you know, building God's kingdom and, and serving, right. as you said, the least, the last um, and the lost. Yeah, it was good times. I met a lot of, I met a lot of 
great people and still have close friends, like praying for people, like people who are atheists who would say, like, why would I do a surf for the Salvation Army? It's a Christian organization. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you want to help people. And so do you want to help people? I mean, a lot of them would say, why would I put my name on it? And I'm like, well, why would I want to, why would I want your name on a Salvation Army product? You're an atheist. I go, but together we can help these same, the same people. Yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I promise, I promise you, you could, you're going to help a lot more people partnering with us than you are not. <laughs> right. So there's, there's a couple of different layers to what you've just said, right? Like that I, that I get when I hear it. And Coming down to basically the most primitive layer uh, is that you are a creative person that had an idea and acted upon it, right? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, one, the inspiration of that story for other people, like that is inspirational for people to hear, um, which I love hearing all about that. Like I know about wardrobe and I still love listening to that because it is like, all right, there are avenues that you can take that are impactful and that's doing stuff that I don't know God's given you natural ability or natural inclination towards something and you've just acted upon it and it works and you lay it in God's hand and let's see how it goes um, right. which look we'll get to honoring later but that's great uh, the other thing as well is like the actual um, evangelism tool that you've talked about like we're talking to atheists we're we're reaching out to these huge companies that are happy to help because salvation army has these ties with all these social sectors um so it's like using the benefit of the salvation army and where god's placed you as well as your own creative uh i guess idea to evangelize and to to better serve the kingdom of god so I don't really know. I don't have a follow-up question to this, but I'm just like, they're the things that stick out to me as the massive benefits of what you've just said. Um, mm. And like, I know you're not doing wardrobe anymore, but I just want to reflect on that to say, right. you've, you've got creative kudos because you're a creative-minded person and you've done something successful in that and you've tried to build the kingdom of God through that and God's shown shown a massive amount of good things through it. So... I hope people that are listening are inspired by that. That's basically where yeah, I'm I taking it. Well, that's good. Well, I think the important part too is to know that there's, there is this kind of a, a tension there. And when I say tension, I'm not using that negatively in the sense where, like I said, you know, I, at the end of that, I, I said, you know, the Salvation Army has this red tape, you know, and it finally came to a, it, it reached as far as it could go without yeah. crossing this red tape. Right. But on the flip side of that, right, that is the negative part of that. But on the flip side, it never would have been wardrobe or as big without the Salvation Army. Yes. Right. Like I I couldn't, you know, I couldn't cold call people and say, hey, do you want to design a shirt for Fulton? Right. You know what I mean? But as soon as I mentioned the Salvation Army, there's a credibility there and there's a history there, you know, and it's a trusted it's a trusted name. And so um, it's this. you know, for creatives in the Salvation Army, it's this tension of um, there's a there's a book I read called Orbiting the Giant Hairball. And um, it's this idea that like, hey, when you're a part of something that's big and been around for a long time, yeah, and has all this red tape and stuff, you know, and it's how do you not get caught up in all that, right? But so you you drift, you orbit it, like, like 
there's a big difference between being in orbit and then just drifting off in space, right? So, like, how do I orbit this hairball that I'm a part of, the Salvation Army? And I mean that in a loving sense, right? <laughs> any 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 revolution becomes an institution, right? And so, it beca- as the Salvation Army becomes bigger and stuff, it's, it's harder to get stuff done maybe, you know. Um, yeah. But it's a lot. But on the flip side, man, the Salvation Army is a huge asset and a resource, yeah. right? So, how do you stay in this orbit, you know what I mean? And of the of the hairball and get stuff creative things done you know without drifting off into space so one of the terms i like to use for it is and i see we see this a lot in the salvation army is someone maybe called an intrapreneur do you know what i mean it, where it's somebody starting something new within something that's already there yeah, yeah? an entrepreneur is starting something new all on their own right but like wardrobe i think is intrapreneurial yeah mm-hmm. it's a new something new within the old yeah, I don't know if that right. makes any sense. That's a cool concept. I love that. Yeah. Me too. And now, a celebration we story. And we want to recognize and, and throw honor. Because yeah. we want to share them on the podcast. Woo! If you have celebration stories, reach out to us. <laughs> <laughs> we will honor it all. Hey, Dan, it's that time of the week. we got to celebrate. Oy. It's party time over here. Have you got Oy. something we can celebrate? I have something great that we can celebrate. Amazing. That rhymed on purpose. <laughs> so, the great Marjorie Rava from Tasmania has sent me a celebration story. Are we ready? I'm so ready. All right. Josh Sneed. Josh Sneed has stepped up to lead the youth worship team at church. He's been running the team, leading the kids, and also stepping up to sing and play bass at the same time. The team has started to lead more worship throughout the year, and you sense that they're moving to a new level under his leadership. Loving his heart for worship and his commitment to the space. Josh, we want to celebrate Josh, you. Josh, what a legend. How good is that? So, That's really cool. Josh, we just want to celebrate your heart. Mm-hmm. We want to just encourage you to keep focusing on Jesus and the gifts he's given you. But that is really good news and makes my heart sing with yeah. sunshine when I hear that. Go you, you're killing it, legend. Keep it yeah, up. Yeah, Josh. Woo-hoo! Josh, this it's at Hobart Core as well, by the way. Just a shout out to Hobart Core. And Tazzy. Woohoo. Tazzy. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, Josh. So so something that's... Look, we might go off on a little tangent here. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But yeah. something something that stood out to me for such a, a long time now is how the me- message stays the same, but the method changes, right? Uh, right. And, and, and that's what I kind of think of when you're talking around this, this, this stuff is that um, the essence of what we're doing, it doesn't matter what it's wrapped around in as long as the core is foundational. Um, right. Like, like we just need to be putting the message of the gospel out there and it doesn't matter what it looks like and we use what we need to use to get it out there. Right. And look, so we're, our mission, a, we're a part of the right, Salvation right, Army, right? So like, right. like we, we well, use The mission that. is this. To, we have a mission statement, right? We have a mission statement to, you know, to, to, to serve... Um, those in need without any, sorry, serve those in need without any um, prejudices or discrimination is the word. Yeah, without discrimination, serve, you know. 
And um, that's our that's our mission. But that our our mission statement doesn't say anything about the methods, yeah. right? <laughs> and the problem I think what happens is is we we only flirt with the mission, but we've married a lot of our methods. <laughs> you know, yeah, like so the mission Ooh. does stay the same all the time, but the but we're married to the methods and that's not yeah. that's not never what the Salvation Army was even about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um it was about this idea, like I, I think one of the crazy things about the Salvation Army, um, as well as this movement, you know, in its infancy, you know, a lot of times now in the church where we're looking at, you know, your spiritual gifts and how can you reach people with the gospel, right? And I'm I'm all for people who are gifted using their gifts, right? Yes. But I would say the Salvation Army as a movement, right? It wasn't about what your gifts were as more opposed to what was going to work. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like my gift and passion. Well, my passion is is band music. Do you know what I mean? Like they would say, oh, well, I don't care what your passion is. We're going to play in the band because it's loud and it's, this is what works, yeah. right? Like, yeah. again, so like, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing stuff. I, I'm saying there is a difference, though, between um, doing whatever it takes to reach people for the kingdom. Right. Saying mm. I'm willing to put like, yeah, I don't like country music, maybe. But man, if country music's going to work in this setting and that's what's going to work, then my real passion is getting people to know about Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's what I want to see. Not about me being comfortable doing it or what yeah. works well for me. Right. Um, yeah. But like when we had this idea of being married to the methods, I, I always kind of equate it to like like reading through the Bible and thinking, hey, if you if you want to part a Red Sea, you got to use a, a staff. That's how you do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not the staff that does it, <laughs> right? It's not the yeah. it's not the rock that kills Goliath, right? And yeah. and and we kind of do that with with some of our methods in the Salvation Army. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've kind of yeah. married some of those methods. Like, you know, not to pick on anything, but if we if we talk about the the uniform, someone will say, "Well, the uniform opens lots of doors," and that's great, I guess. But like, it kind of takes the power of what God's done. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the way to open doors is the uniform. Like, like what do people do who don't have a uniform? You know, the doors were like God, we have to depend on God to do some of those things. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I mean, as, as we, we, um, sorry, chalking it up to human ingenuity is, it's kind of lame. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I had a really good idea that worked to spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. Right. Instead of saying, Hey man, I was moved by the Holy spirit to do something that didn't make any sense. And man, you should have seen the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting talking about this because it reminds me of um, other podcasts, we've, other episodes we've recorded on this podcast. Like, I mean, hopefully people listening will know what I'm talking about. But like we talked I, to Rosie I definitely Keen. know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's I okay. We know. talked to um, the wonderful Rosie Keane earlier this season. And in that episode, we talked about um, that it's not about being a rod, but being like flexible and going move and not being stuck to one idea, but like almost I think she used like a spine or a vertebrae, like it's discs that are joined and connected, Mm. but there's movement within it. And then also going all the way back to our first episode with Derek, right? He talks about creator community craft and they're all important, right? And, And in this case, talking about craft as a method, but there's a priority. It's creator first. And we're like, that's what we're, uh, sticking to. That's what we're drawn to. That's number one. And then these things come under that. Um, and it's just, I love how this all in, entwines with things we've already talked about. Yeah. And then also, finally, it also <laughs> reminds me of um, 
I don't know where in the Bible it is, but Paul says it somewhere in the New Testament. Someone will tell us in the coming weeks, I'm sure. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Like, hey, I listened to the podcast. It's actually Second Corinthians. I don't don't know. We encourage that, by the way. It's great. Yeah, please do. Please pull me up on it. Um, But when Paul's like, I do whatever I need to do to reach the people so they can hear the gospel. gospel. He's like, if I need to do this, I do that. If I need to do this, I do that. Or if Mm. that's going to be a stumbling block, then I'm not going to do that because like the mission is that they hear the gospel and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make that happen. Yeah, Um, right. And it's so cool to hear all these ideas entwining together, I guess, is what I'm saying. Well, what's cool is, I mean, mean, that's the thing that... Paul's all he what he says is he, he he's all things to all people yeah right yeah. yeah he's all things to all people and I think that's the the roots of the Salvation Army that's our our you know we have the Great Commission we know what the mission is yeah. but how do we how do we accomplish that right yeah. and um, nothing in our mission statements is is says that in fact when it says that we 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 serve and and um, meet human needs without discrimination I know that it means without discrimination of people groups, right? But I also like to think of it as without discrimination of how we're going to meet those needs. Do you know what I mean? Like there isn't a certain way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just depends on what is the need there and how can we deliver that? Yeah. So this is actually a really good segue into what I want to talk to you about next is we've covered the fact that you're a creative-minded individual uh, yeah. who, you know, you accomplish great things with wardrobe, but now you're no longer doing that. Now you're mm-hmm. basically like, like, like you said at the start, you're at Camp Home, Home Lani. Is that how I say it? Yeah, Home Lani. Yeah, that's pretty Home good. Home Lani. There you go. Good. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you just go quick, Dan. Yeah, just <laughs> your Camp Home Lani. And then um, <laughs> like you're, you're basically in charge of a group of young adults who are doing intense discipleship, right? As like a gap year, like you're saying. So, right. How are you operating this as your job as a creatively minded person? It's kind of like, not that you've forgotten about the wardrobe stuff, but you are effectively doing something completely, people could say you don't have to be creative in your role, I would say. People wouldn't look at it and go, you've got a creative role. How are you as a creatively minded individual still able to process your creative mind in what it would be deemed as not a typical creative role. I think that's, I think I got out my question in the end. I think so. Yeah. I think when, I think again, it, it just depends on what you're calling creative. So like, I would mm-hmm. say what, what drove me to youth ministry in the first place wasn't like creative in, in the sense of art, but like, I've always wanted to see young people excited about Jesus. Yeah. Right. I wanted to see people excited and with shirts as it's like something, Hey, I could, I'm proud. I have something, you know, that, that means something, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, I'm part of something bigger, you know, but whether it's a good speaker or a good illustration or something that, that catches someone's attention. Like I used to do tons of print work and posters design, you know, and it was always about like, okay, I I have someone's attention. What kind of message am I going to give to them? And so for me, the creativity part, I mean, um, especially with doing Revolution Hawaii is how do I creatively, uh, creatively share the gospel and, and grow with these guys, you know, with our students, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, whether I'm preaching every other week or, I'm, I mean, I, I do have opportunities. I just designed a shirt today, first time in a long time. Hey. It, yeah, hey. it took me a while. Um, but, um, 
but like I, I'm, I'm constantly looking to be creative in the sense of like, okay, I have, I have to preach on Sunday. How am I going to be creative and, and have a message that's going to make sense to somebody and they're going to leave with it. Yeah. I've never just thought of creativity. Well, I love art. Like, here's the thing is I'm not even really good at it. That's one of the main reasons I did wardrobe is because um, it's tough when you design something and, and you have critics. And I hated that. Like, you know, a hundred people like your shirt. Someone's like, I don't really like this. And I was like, ah, oh, kick rocks. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I, I was too fragile for that. Right. Yeah. But having some dude from Nike design, I didn't care. I was like, dude, you can kick rocks. This dude works for Nike. Who do you, who are you? You know, like, but they're all way better than me. I, I think my, my, my strength would probably be while I love art and stuff is more of an art director. I'm not like, I don't know how to draw or anything. I just know I see things that I like and like, how can I implement that? Or how can I use that? So I don't know, but I have a lot of chances to be creative at at camp in that sense. And, but you you know, you're still always using creativity. I have to be creative with budgets. I have to be creative with uh, (laughs) staffing and um, job descriptions. And so, yeah, just different ways of being crafty. Yeah. And again, flexible, right? Like what we were talking about before. Oh, for that, sure. That common theme. Like you constantly have to be flexible. Um, yeah. I've got, I've got in front of me the sentence, search for effective ways to accomplish the unchanging mission in a rapidly changing culture. Yes. Well, that's a... Yeah. Do I sound yeah. wise? Oh, I didn't write yeah. that. You I do. just read what was wise. in front you of sound... me. <laughs> culture is always changing, Dan, yes. as you know. Culture is always changing, but... But the gospel is the same, but it, it may look different yeah. in different times. And um, that's one of the things where this army, this army metaphor that we, we, we've adopted in the Salvation Army, like I, no army would be successful if it never adapted. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like the USA won its independence in, a, you know, in, in the uh, Revolutionary War. And if we said, well, this is how you win a war. You know, and this is how we're going to fight World War II because this is how we beat the British. <laughs> I mean, it's silly. You know what I mean? Like, it, you have to adapt. Yes. Yeah? And sometimes we're slow to adapt. You know, we we get comfortable with past success. And it happens to the best of us. You know, hey, this is what worked for us. And so we should just keep doing that, you know? And then mm. even if it stops working, I remember, um, you know, I was talking to a group of people one time. I think it was in New Zealand. And I was like, why do you think the Army's done this? Like, Because the Salvation Army started as this thing that would this movement that would do whatever it took, use whatever popular culture it could to reach people for the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. To, to a, make a change in the world, right? And to this organization that, you know, sometimes will do whatever it can to protect the culture it's created, you know? And, you know, like, we have to protect this culture. And, um, you know, I said, why do you think that is? And someone was like, I just think we're afraid to fail. And it was mm-hmm. puzzling to me. I'm like, no, we're, we're failing now. <laughs> I think we become comfortable to fail. You know, yeah. we becoming we become comfortable with with not doing something. You know, and um, I don't know. And then, and I don't say that. I say that in not to to bash the Salvation Army. It, it's the only church I know. You know, it's my church. You know, and and so just you know, you gotta take the good and the bad and and work together to see how do we how do we right the ship. You know, in the places where it's not right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think hopefully people listening and are hearing this i'm hearing this um and i'm getting motivated i'm like yeah the world for christ christ for the world let's go (laughs) like using i hope it's a inspirational thing because like and i think um what i am being challenged about what i'm hearing and all this is we have to be so unwavering focused 
on the mission, you know, that people would come to know Jesus. Like, and I think so quickly in our world, in our culture, we get distracted, like other things come up and like, yes, there are other things that are like big distractions, like, you know, maybe like financial stress, stress or hardship or different things. These things are real and intense and, you know, all that. But I think there are so many other things which are a bit more flimsy that take our attention away and we have to be so unwavering with no this is what we're working towards and as you say but then being flexible with how we do that and not getting comfortable and always being pressing into the holy spirit and leaning there and i'm just so remind like listening to this conversation i'm like yes that like let's be unwavering as creatives and also as creatives we're naturally often coming up with new ideas and new inspirations yep. often we're the ones in the room being like what about this what about this let's do this you know right. everyone else is like slow down you've got too many ideas <laughs> right, right. And, and we can't do all the ideas but like we also have a uh, skill set to be looking for those opportunities be looking for those new innovative ways you know yeah. and so i guess my challenge in my own life and i challenge anyone listening um is to look at your community, look at the people in your yep. life, look at your environment and get creative, you know, and, and look at your skill sets, look at what you've got and go, how can I do this? This is the mission, you know, that people yep. come to know Jesus and have encounters with him. So how can I do that in whatever capacity? And so I, this is just me externally processing my own like motivation. Well, I, think, I think it's important though is that, <laughs> that the the they're going out and reaching like that that's a call to all of us that's not a call to creatives yes you know what yeah. i mean no, like we're all called definitely. like okay and so yeah. how are we doing this and then obviously if we if we're going to be doing this how can we do it in the best way possible like yeah. there's a there's a um, a quote from general uh, not general he was this frederick booth tucker and um he was just like the salvation army doesn't have any any customs or traditions except wanting to see the most people saved in the best possible ways, yeah. you know, like that's our tradition, you know, <laughs> like not, that's what we're, that's the tradition of the army. It's like, Hey, what's going to work? Let's do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that looks different in, in all sorts of settings. It looks different in my house than it does in front of a bunch of young adults in yeah. front of uh, the people yeah. who come in off the street to our church, you know, like yeah. that looks different for all those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I love your external processing, Shush, because <laughs> it hit the nail on what I'm thinking too. Like, like listening to this has made me go, all right, I need to sit back, take some time, reflect and ask the Holy Spirit to just make me earnestly desire uh, yeah. evangelism and, and saving souls, really, because yeah. at the end of the day, that's the thing that matters the most. And I, yeah. like, I think... Whilst we like we say this isn't just a creative thing, this is just being a part of oh. the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. But right. I think, but I think the creatives have a really unique ability to be the tip of that sword, right? Yeah. Uh, and right. and lead the way in a lot of different avenues. So I guess Agreed. my my encouragement and my challenge to everyone is, if you're listening as a creative, like start praying about opening yes. doors or ideas, not to fulfill your creative desire but to save souls um, right. and, and really concentrate on that very first principle of why we are here and what we need to be doing for God. And I mm. think, I think that has been the absolute motivation of this entire podcast. Um, yeah. And that's super encouraging and super challenging at the same time, right? You could focus on semantics and maybe 
like negativity that is out there saying we might not be doing this the right way but that's not what we need to be focusing on we need to just be focusing on winning souls that's all we need to care about right and if you are that i think if you're naturally inclined to creative things that's going to come out anyway right like if you're it's the same as what derek was talking about if your first focus is creator uh everything else is going to flow from that so yeah Yeah. I, i think that's super inspirational but go fulton well, it just made me think about, sorry, it just made me think about where maybe it's even more difficult for a creative because, like, I don't know how creative William Booth was or how much he was just being led by the Holy Spirit, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times when I'm creating, when I'm sitting down to do something, part of me wrestles, even if it's writing a sermon, part of me wrestles with, okay, these are the gifts God's given me, Right. Am I doing this in my own strength yeah. or am I being led by the Holy Spirit? You know, and I think for creatives, a lot of it is, is like, well, God's given me this gift. So I have to be creative and I have to do this. And I don't know where that marriage is. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like as people who are creative, it's easy to start saying, okay, well, let me be creative. Let me start cranking out some ideas. But I like what Dan is saying is like, what does that look like for creatives to say, hey, especially for me, because I have a gazillion ideas. How do I focus that down and see what God wants yeah. from me? Yep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And have that be yeah. have that be the outsource. Because yeah. it's really easy to start thinking, man, I'm just I'm really creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. really creative. I've I've got a lot of great ideas. You know, <laughs> yeah. God's yeah. giving me good ideas, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> I wrestle with that. I don't want it to be like, yeah. oh, okay, God really wants me to use these gifts, and if I don't use them, I'm gonna lose them. And this marriage yeah. of like, yeah, he gives me gifts, but he doesn't want me to he never asked me to do them without him. Like yeah. His, yeah. his word says, apart from you, do nothing. He doesn't say, hey, I give you this gift. Now go and run freely with it. Don't, don't talk to me about it anymore. You know, it's yeah. still this partnership. Yeah. It's still this, this relationship. There. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it, it, it's a scale I, in, a, in a way, I think, because there's like, uh, there's probably the one side of the scale, which is like, God has given you a gift. And so it's an, an empowerment that you need to hear. Be like, hey, use your gift. God has used it. Like work right. with the Holy Spirit in that. And then there's the, probably the other end of the scale, which is like, I know I have a gift. I'm going to use it, whatever. But that's a, like, come close, like draw back yeah. close to the Spirit, right? And it's probably a scale and everyone sits differently. So like, I guess people listening, like, I don't know where you are on the scale, but what's that? Where do you sit? Are you the one where, who needs to be like, who needs to be empowered to use their gifts more that God has given you, or you're the one who's going, Hey, come back, draw close yeah. to me. Like it's you and gift and the spirit. It's not just the gift. See you later. Like it's, can I tell you a quick story? How I think that kind please. of played out in my own life. Just really yes, quick. Please. So yeah. I was at, I, I was at territorial headquarters, worked in the youth department for 10 years. That's where I started wardrobe. And uh, I was doing a little bit of speaking there and if you want to make a difference, you know, media-wise or whatever, in the Salvation Army circle youth, you know, or whatever, that was the position to be at. You know, I was a communications director at the Territorial Youth Department, right? That's, you know, that's the place where you're going to have the most influence. And um, God was calling me to go to move and be somewhere else. And it was I was going to be moving to a small division, working at a small divisional headquarters, you know, in a youth department where it was just two staff members and... I just remember thinking, God, like, man, I'm all this, I have wardrobe going on. I've just been, you know, I'm starting to speak. And God really just humbled me and said, like, like do you really think this is about you? Do you think you have anything to do with this? Like, uh, like all of a sudden it's about you. And he really humbled me because I went to this really small division and that's when wardrobe really took off, you know, and that's when it was all of a sudden going national. 
And then I'm getting asked to go to New Zealand and South by Southwest. And you know what I mean? Just like all these different things. And it was just about like, man, when it was God, you know, like me relying on me, thinking I'm being creative and I need this platform to be creative. Yeah. You know, God really just said, it's, it's not really about that. Like, I, I'm going to make it make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you trust me? You haven't, trust me, none, nothing you've done so far, Bolden, has been about you. you know? like, trust, <laughs> trust me. Yeah. And um, I want to... I've had more thoughts, and I just want to add a couple. We're all more very excited, well. in case you couldn't realize. We're all like jumping in <laughs> on each other and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think um, sometimes when we're we're focusing, you know, this is the mission. Let's go, blah 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 blah. I think sometimes we get caught up in like, oh, but the the corporate aspect of it, in the sense of like, oh, but I can't do this because my church isn't doing this or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think this is actually an, it's an individual call as well. Uh, and I, I think we all individually need to take that up. That's our own responsibility. It's not just like I'm part of a, yes, you are part of a church that does this or that, but also don't rely on that or don't get caught up in that. It's an individual call for each of us to be um, living out the mission. And so I think I just wanted to add that in there when we're talking about the mission and the church in the sense of we are the church. Each, each individual makes up the church and we all individually have to be committed and have to be living this out in our lives. And then that makes it up as opposed to being like, I can't do this because like, or, or they're already doing this. So that ticks my box. You know, I think right. I just wanted to speak that out yeah. as well. It's an individual challenge. Well, it's like body of Christ stuff, right? So if, if, if you're yeah. an arm, you need to be a good arm, right? You don't want to start getting, is it atrophy <laughs> where your muscles start to like shrink and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yes. want to be a healthy arm for the rest of the body to operate the best it possibly can. So what, yeah. don't just concentrate on, well, the head's doing really well right now and I'm the arm, so I can just relax. It's actually right. you need to constantly refine what it is that you do. Right. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was just a little... <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. Um, Fulton, I, yes, I reckon, I reckon we're just going to throw some money your way because I think... I think without it, if we, well, I would talk for another hour about this, but I think we've probably, <laughs> we'll probably just be cycling around the exact same point. Um, but orbiting, orbiting, or, orbiting, orbiting <laughs> the hairball. That's right. Uh, That's right. Look, we orbiting just want to put hairball. a disclaimer in. We're not saying the Salvation Army is a hairball. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But we kind of were, but not in a bad way. Anyway, um, you should look at it. You should, hey, hey Dan, on that on that slide choice I sent you. There's a, I think there's a, a definition of what a hairball is. Okay. And it might be good to read maybe later or whatever because it's 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 really good. Okay. It's really okay. good. Now, speaking of that oh, yeah. slideshow you sent, I'm actually going to start this off with a quote from Catherine Booth that is on the slide that you sent me. And it is, okay. and I think it sums up everything we've just been talking about or where we've landed, basically, which is cast off all bonds of prejudice and customs and let the love of Christ, which is in you, have free course to run out in all conceivable schemes and methods of labor for the souls of men. Now, that, that's a Catherine Booth quote, quote which, yeah, it, I, I want to use that to honor you in what you've done up until this point because I think it's obvious that your focus is on souls and on Jesus more than it is on your own individual ability. Um, and so I just want to take this time right now to say, 
thank you for that. Thank you for your service to the kingdom of God. Mm. Thank you for your focus being on God and not on yourself. Um, and whilst, you know, I know you quite well, and when you talk to you, it's pretty hard to think that you're not just thinking about yourself, really, most of the time. But no, no, no that's a joke. But... Um, <laughs> Even the story you told. Can you say this stuff at my funeral? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll I'll get up and say it. Thank you. But even the story you told around, you know, you you had probably what was deemed as the pinnacle job of what you thought you should be doing, and you left that because God right. was calling you. Right. That that's obedience, and and that's something that always shows up with a, a lot of our guests is they're obedient to the calling of God and to the voice of God. And so I want to mm. honor you for that. I just want to honor you for just being an absolute legend and someone who I go to for advice. Uh, a lot of the time um, and look I just I think what you did with wardrobe is amazing and I'd love some of those t-shirts but they don't really exist anymore <laughs> um, but thank you for your time and thank you for coming I love you and I know that God is working through you so I just want to honor you there thank yeah. you so much man I'm humbled getting all well, teary-eyed over here look out because I'm gonna throw some honor your way as well um <laughs> Dude, uh, no, this is I, the honor podcast. Yeah, man. I, I didn't know is. about this. Part. You want to feel good about it's yourself? Awesome. Be our guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. No, thank you so much, Fulton, for coming on and sharing with us. I personally feel so inspired and motivated. I feel like ready to take on the world. I'm like, yeah, let's do it, Jesus. I'm here. Let's, you know, let's go. Um, and I, I'm sure people listening are feeling that way. But I, my simple thank you and honor is thank you for your um unwavering focus on Jesus and his mission in the world. That is so evident that everything we talked to you about, like it always came back to that, which yeah. I love. And that's such a clear priority in your life. And I think that's really um, incredible. And and not, unfortunately, I don't know if that's always the norm, um, but I really admire that about you. I respect that about you. And today I have been blessed by it and inspired and motivated. So I want to say thank you for that. I encourage you to just keep going mm, um, yeah. and pray God's anointing over everything you're doing. Um, it sounds amazing. Oh, thank you guys so much, man. You made me feel, I'm going to pack them back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Just for this, just for this part, <laughs> Fulton. While you're here, do you have a little like twenty second plug for Rev High that you want to put out there? Do you, do you do you need people to come? Yeah, what? it's it's shorter than that. Like here here it's shorter than than twenty seconds. Um, an opportunity for you to serve Jesus in Hawaii. I don't know how you sell it any better. <laughs> it's true. I'm there. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, there. Hey, uh, have you heard of Hawaii? How would you like to serve Jesus then? <laughs> no, like, it does sound yeah, if, if listeners, if you're inspired by what Fulton's saying, you can go and basically be under his leadership for a year oh, in, geez, Hawaii, no, no. Come, in Hawaii. In uh, Hawaii. In Hawaii, you could be under, not under my leadership, but under a palm tree. Yeah, 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 that's right. that's right. You get so many hours No, the truth is swim. this, is that, hey, if you want to grow closer to God, um, I promise you, living in Christian community, um, being with brothers and sisters in Christ, being in the Word every day, discussing it, going out and and serving the the least, the last, and the lost uh, on the streets of Chinatown and in these rough areas, um, it's an adventure. It's very very tough, but it's super rewarding, yeah. and um, it's just it's just an opportunity. And I don't know when it gets easier to do that. Like I don't know 
win in your life, it gets easier. Like, hey, maybe after I get married, I'll do something like that. Or maybe after I, I find a career, then I'll stop everything for a year and go do this. And I mean, it's just an opportunity to say, man, I really want to get my bearings. I want to know what it's like to, to be in my word and to live it out and to be accountable. Um, this is an opportunity to do that in a, in a beautiful setting. Yeah. Well, we're, we're yeah. going to have, we'll put like a link to your website. Uh, in in the description of the pod, yeah. so people can check yeah. that out. Maybe if we'll raffle. We'll we'll raffle a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah, woohoo! Yeah, yeah for your listeners, is. maybe we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll Just, pull. We'll you pull guys it. cover the airfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll cover it. It's all good. Yeah. So you guys cover the airfare. We'll cover the lodging. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we go, I thought it would be only fitting, seeing what we've talked about. To finish the pod off by reading the Salvation Army's international mission statement. I just feel like we've talked Let's about it. it. I want to read it. Here we go. The Salvation Army, an international movement, is an evangelical part of the universal Christian church. Its message is based on the Bible. Its ministry is motivated by the love of God. Its mission mm. is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. Mm. Amen. I love it. It's That's good, the mission. Hey? Let's, let's marry the mission and just quit uh, flirting with it. No. Yeah, it's good. Thank you, Fulton. Flirts. Go, go enjoy Hawaii. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, listeners, how good was that podcast? So good. Man, oh man, there was so much to take out of that. Um, I mean, look, I feel like you were talking to the listeners, but I answered you, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, but we, we listened as well. We um, did. <laughs> look, I just want to take this time personally to thank Fulton for coming along. That was awesome of him. Uh, also, just thought we'd use this time just to wrap it up and, and let you guys mm. know um, that we are always thinking of you. Yeah. We are... Always wanting to hear back from you. This is a two-way relationship. So um, we encourage you to hit up our email, uh, hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, we have all the links for you. Mm-hmm. All the links that exist will be in the description. So look, yeah. if you're if you're listening on iTunes, you tap that little cross at the top right, and that means you follow us. If you're on Spotify, you click follow, and that means you follow us. What? But, uh, I know, how crazy is that? So uh, we would love you to do that. We would love to hear your feedback, positive or negative. We welcome it all. But um, just in kind of of wrapping up what we had just kind of tried to digest, because I felt like there was a lot in there, Shush. So much. You had something that you felt like you wanted to share. So share away. Well, thanks so much. (laughs) I guess I just, (laughs) in reflection on, you know, kind of processing the conversation we had with Fulton, which was Mm. like, There was so much to unpack, you know, and I feel like we kind of only just touched the surface of it and it was really great. But I think, I guess I was just reflecting on how, um, I hope people found it inspirational. Like I hope when you listen, you find that inspirational, you find it motivating, you know, to live out the call of, um, like Jesus on our lives and to live out the call of our church, the Salvation Army, you know, like Mm. you feel motivated to live out that mission we have. Um, and so I hope, yeah, I just, I think that's my real hope for this episode yeah. is that you feel excited, you feel motivated uh, to live this out, you know, the love of mm. Jesus uh, and then sharing that love of Jesus with others, you know, and that's, I mean, the love of Jesus transforms our lives. So why wouldn't we want to share that with everyone else, right? Yes. Like we want the world to know how good Jesus is. Yes. So 
I'm feeling motivated. I hope you're feeling motivated. I want you to know that you're not alone in this, in this mission um, that Jesus has given us. You are not alone. You have co-workers, you have allies, you have brothers and sisters. Mm. And if you don't know who they are in your life, it's Dan and I. We're like one and <laughs> yes. two and then like everybody else if, you, if you're not sure. But we're here, we're with you and we're living this out every day. We're living this mission. Mm, well put, shush. Thanks, Dan. I really, I was going to add something and now I don't feel I need to because that was great. <laughs> so well oh, done. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's just my reflections. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope this was yes. as challenging and inspirational to you guys as it was to us. Yeah, bless you.